Hello and welcome back to Tachikawa. My name is Matthew Boynton. I'm joined, as always, by Daniel Bellamy. Hey, Last man. week, hi Dan. Last week, we were very lucky to be joined by Kanbai Planet's Mac, who uh, took his throne as the guestingest guest who has ever guested on Sakamichi Nights. It's probably one of those records that will never be broken. Three appearances. Yeah. That's uh, right up there with Wayne Gretzky and, yeah. um, you know, the baseball guys mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, Don Bradman. Yeah. You know, some of those enduring legends of, uh, yeah. of sports. I can't see how anybody would, would uh, you know, he's there all alone, right? There, it's a there, Mount Rushmore of one. There can be no challenge. Mount Macmore. Anyway, welcoming him back for his third appearance, we'd like to say, hi, Tyler. How's it going? Hello. Good. Tyler's in a monosyllabic mood this week. He, uh, he, he's looking for some elevated vocabulary that he wants to use throughout the, uh, the episode. He feels that his previous two um, appearances were, well, should we say lowbrow? So throughout the, uh, throughout the episode, Dan's going to be feeding him some, uh, some vocabulary, and Tyler's going to be slipping it into his conversation in a totally seamless manner, aren't you, Tyler? That's right. I... Uh... I am for sure 100% going to be using elevated vocabulary. So um, anybody who's out there listening, get ready, because here we go. Okay, good. I'll look forward to that. Now, uh, I I wanted to start this week by welcoming somebody else back. Um, It's been a few weeks since uh, Mr. Bean of the Bean Pod has been releasing episodes. He yeah, was away right. in America uh, and sending us pictures drink of some of the good beer. delicious beers that he was somehow managing to drink in between all of the uh, the THC gummies that he was imbibing. Um, I listened to uh, his episode, his most recent episode last night, as is traditional, while I was doing the washing up. That's when I do most of my podcast listening. And uh, I enjoyed one particular segment where he tried to list some of the things that he found that he liked about America. He was worried before he went to America that like looking at it from afar, looking at it through Twitter or the news, it very much looks like a failed state. Mm. Something which I as a British person very much can identify with. Um, But then when he actually went there, he found that there were, you know, things like baseball, the food, the friendliness of Mm. the people, things that he actually did appreciate about being in America. So I was wondering now that I'm here with two Americans. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a Floridian, and I guess you're an Ohioan. Mm. What are some of your favorite things about the failed state that is America? <laughs> Do you want to start, Daniel? Uh, yeah, I think I can start. Um, I think the the friendliness of the people is a good one. It probably, if you if you read the news or you're on social media or whatever, you might be picking up a different vibe from the states for sure. But uh, if you are there, just kind of living your day to day life. Um, you know, in general, I think the people are good and they're friendly and they're kind and, and pretty helpful. Mm. Mm. And people kind of greet you when you're out. They do. About your day. Strangers will talk to you, which is off-putting when I first go back home after right. being in Japan for a while. But eventually you kind of warm up You to feel it. like you're being pranked in some way. Yeah. What about you, Tyler? Anything that you like about America, about Florida, perhaps in particular? I, I think for me, the one of the main things that I miss about the states is the here it comes uh Col- okay what okay <laughs> what is that there are a lot of calipigious ladies and men calipigious is a uh, it's a as a 
you know, well, kind of a, you don't know this. I thought you, as an Englishman... I mean, I, we're all looking at the same mobile phone screen, which has the piece of vocabulary written on it. But I would like Tyler to... I'm, I'm the stand-in for the listener here. It's an it's a advanced way to say having well-shipped buttocks. Mm. So I would say one of the main things that I, I do miss is the uh, colopegic women mm. of the, the United States. Mm. They are quite... Colopegis. The the dump trucks, absolutely. Um, Highbrow high word for a, a lowbrow sentiment. Thank you very much. Casey actually mentioned pretty much exactly the same thing. He, <laughs> he said that when he was in line at the DMV, there was a lady in front of him in yoga pants. Calopegis. A calopegis lady. lady. Was she calopegis? Well, I wasn't there, so I'm afraid I can't tell did you. Did he send you a picture? He did not, no, but he seemed very appreciative mm. of her calopegity. Mm. What, are, what are some of the other things that you like about America? I, I mean, the beer, obviously. There's, mm. there's, there's good beer everywhere in the States. Like, one of the things, I like going to live sporting events. I'll watch any sporting event live. It's good fun. Mm. And going to games in Japan is it, fun. Like, you know, it's nice and orderly and you get in on time. And, you know, like, uh, it's a good, fun experience. But I, I will just say this outright. Japan is terrible when it comes to sporting event food. Mm. Like, terrible. Flat on, third world country level, terrible. Uh, and America is great for it, both food and beer. There's all kinds of great food at sporting events in America. So uh, the the existence of good beer everywhere, craft beer at baseball games, basketball games, wherever, good local stuff as well. Uh, obviously, that's a huge one. Good topical one for the podcast. What would be your number one sporting event dish? Like if you see it on a menu somewhere at a baseball game or a basketball game, you're absolutely going to get it. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I used to go pretty traditional. I think we talked about this before. I used to walk into baseball games and get uh, the like at the Indian Stadium the the all beef frank and the the nachos mm. and a beer right off the bat, the just those hats. things, and sit down and enjoy. Um, but now nowadays they have everything, so you you would just go and just wander around and see like, do you want this like whatever local fried chicken joint that's there or these wings or this awesome burger place like just any any kind of junky stuff that you want it's a it's a bacchanalian gastronomic orgy wouldn't you say tyler i would absolutely say that yeah what are what are your favorite sporting event foods um yeah much like daniel i think i think the go-to you know food in the states is a hot dog man like anywhere you go any event or any like venue that you attend, um, a hot dog is going to be there, mm. right? At a bris, a bar mitzvah. <laughs> Wherever you go. What, what could be more appropriate? Anywhere. Anywhere you go, man. There, there is going to be a hot dog in some way, shape, or form present. Right. So the hot dog is, 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 the, is the go-to, right? Yeah, well, uh, I look forward to attending my first American wedding then and seeing the hot dog cart mm. pulls up outside. Yeah, traditional hot dog cart. Yeah. We all fling, pull them right out of the boiled water and chuck them at the bride and groom. As she's going down the aisle. Yeah, yeah. Just chuck a bunch of hot dogs at her. 100% be Franks. <laughs> Tyler, last one. What's uh, something you like about America? <clears throat> um, I think that when you, when you attend a, a wedding in America, the typical... Um, Hagiography. Mm. It's easy for you to say. Hagiography. Yeah, that, that the hagiography. Hagiography. Yeah. Hagiography. Um, that's something that's quite pertinent 
in the States yeah. and that people tend to take uh, quite seriously. So the, uh, the hagiography of, you know, local areas compared to other, you know, areas in the United States, I think it's a huge uh, contentious mm. issue. What's the most moving hagiography you've ever seen? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I think I think that the um, the the greatest or the biggest uh, example of hagiography that I've ever seen was it when your cousin Cheese Whiz tried to eat three red hot beef franks at the same time. I think it's when the New Orleans Saints won the Super Bowl. Right. That's a pretty hagiographic. Uh, it's pretty occasion. good. Yeah. It's not bad. That was a huge moment. I'm sure it was. For this type of, you know... Hagiographers everywhere right. were ecstatic. I've only been to America once, but uh, I really appreciated the thrilling frisson of knowing that I could be shot dead at any moment. really makes you appreciate every moment uh, of life that much more. It does, yeah. yeah. Uh, so welcome back, Casey. Um, welcome back to Japan. Uh, sorry, you have to uh, to say goodbye to your holiday, but it's uh, it's back to the podcast grindstone now. Um, grab that mic, grab that whip, and start making content. The other thing I wanted to talk about right to to start the show today is um, we, uh, as you know, this is not a review show. We don't review beers. Absolutely but not. We do occasionally bring in other things to review. Uh, and I randomly had a free afternoon the other day. Mm. So I sat down and watched a film, a movie, something I don't get the chance to do very often. Um, Are you going to review it? Uh, in a very brief way. Oh, damn. Uh, I watched the new Predator movie, which is just called Prey. Prey, yeah. That's, that's a good twist right at the start. Five stars. That's the review. It's excellent. Really? If you haven't seen it yet, it's really good, man. It's really good. It's got uh, great performances. It's really nicely shot. It's mm. set like 300 years ago. Uh, Native Americans encounter a predator. It's got a predator in it. It's amazing. What more it? could you ask for? Yeah. So these predators, man. Like predator. I've always wondered about these predators. Yeah. Like, do they have some sort of like hierarchy or like you know system where they? Deploy these lower-level predators mm. to go to the to go to this to Earth or something like that, right? And then these higher-level predators just kind of where where, where are they? The higher-level predators like yeah. Bill Clinton, yeah. Um, I think that predator society does have a hierarchy. Um, so the older you get, um, and the more successful hunts you complete, the higher you rise in predator society. <laughs> But that's stretching back into my dimly recalled knowledge of the Alien vs. Predator comic books that I read. So, so where do these so-called top predators, where do they live? Where do they stay? On Predator planets. Yeah, Predatorville. Yeah. Um, but you know that the whole uh, Aliens versus Predator movies, they, they, they brought those two franchises together, mm. right? Those two canonically exist in the right. same universe. So... I would like us to compile together the top three Aliens and Predator movies. Let's put them all together, one, two, and three. They don't have to be Aliens versus Predator movies, right. but just a movie, no, any movie saying. with an alien or a predator in it. I feel like, I haven't seen Prey, but I feel like out of the top three, it's got to be somewhere in there have to be the original Alien movie yeah. and, the, and the original Predator. Yeah. I, I imagine those are one, two, 
whichever one's on top, whichever one's second is debatable, but... They're quite different movies. Sure, but if you want to talk about the best out of this whole set, mm. those two are... I mean, like, the original Alien is fucking masterpiece. It's a great... And Predator great is maybe, like, cinematically not... Doesn't have as... Like, I don't know. I don't want to put it down, but... It's very compelling. It's very good. It's, a, it's, it's more action-y and less suspense-y, uh, but it's still a really fun and great movie to watch. I, I think for me... as from my perspective, though, you know, and I'm a bit older. Mm. I am also a bit older, and as a card-carrying quadragenarian... <laughs> so close. <laughs> so close. I, I feel that <clears throat> if I had to, to place, you know, like a, a ranking system on those movies, I would say... Uh, Independence Day would be number one. Independence Day doesn't have either a xenomorph or a predator. Anymore. It has aliens. But I think does it though? It has a form Plus, of the predator. It's a right? terrible film. Independence Day is not good. Well, you're talking to two Americans, so Correct. we're going to turn this podcast off and have a little bit of a brawl out back of the bar. Oh man, it's it's a terrible film. It's it's why is it terrible? It's not interesting or engaging. The only fun bit is when Will Smith uh, punches Chris Rock in the face and says, "Welcome to Earth. Take your take my wife's name out your damn mouth." It's great. <laughs> I'm remembering that right, right guys? That's what happened. Correct. I think you are correct though that like the first Alien movie and the first Predator movie both have to be in there. Yeah. But then the question, the question is, is, what's the third what's one? the third yeah. one? That, uh, that, that takes spot number three Aliens is extremely good it's yeah. a very different movie from the from the first one but I really like Aliens mm. but I am also a weird pervert who likes Alien 3 mm. the one on the prison planet alright okay I like that film I remember enjoying it I, I don't think I've watched it more than twice at most yeah but I remember enjoying it maybe not kind of have you watched thinking about Predator it. 2 yes uh, it that has is. aged poorly. Yeah. I, I don't think it was good in the beginning. <laughs> Predator 2 was the, the one with the uh, the, seg- the segment where like uh, Danny Glover is yeah. the detective, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's right. Uh, anyway, it features some, um, some racial stereotypes that have aged poorly, I Does think, and, and may have even been questionable at the time. So, should we say... The ranking is number one, Alien, number two, Predator, number two, number three, Aliens. Happy with that? I would say number one, Independence Day, number two, yes, well, Independence Day, yeah. number three, yeah. also Independence Day. Yeah. Big Jeff Goldblum fan over here. Uh, my favorite part about Independence Day, since this is a podcast about Independence Day, is how they they wrote a computer virus for the alien computers mm. and put it on a thumb drive and plugged it in. It wasn't even a floppy disk that they, yeah. they brought up there, right? Let me just plug in my... Yeah. my Obviously, we understand. 512K modem here. All computer languages are the same everywhere. That was... That was uh, even... Like, I didn't have a ton of understanding about computers at the time, but even I was like... Is that, is that how that works? It's all just like, is Randy Quaid in a biplane? Univer- literally universal computer language. Uh, there is another scene as well uh, where all, all around the world, the obviously the Americans are, are in charge, right? Because that's how American movies work. And there's a scene with some British pilots in the desert for some reason. And they say something terribly stereotypical like, it looks as if the Yanks have come up with a plan. 
and it was it, it got an audible groan in the cinema that I watched. Were they it holding teacups? The they they might as well Probably. have been. Yes, the Queen was standing in the background. Yeah. It's not a very good film. Anyway, um, that's my review for okay. this week. Pray if Pray. you haven't seen Check it. it out. But don't Check you think out. that if if the American military would have come up with some sort of like plot mm. or you mm. know plan to to zincify mm. the alien ship. Mm. What do you think would happen next after that? You mean to to cover or impregnate it with a zinc? Mm. Yes. What would be the purpose of huh. doing that? Interesting. I think if they would have zincified the ship. Yeah. I mean, obviously all the listeners, we don't have to explain it. They know what it means to zincify. It would have brought down the ship, right? Right. Why would that have happened? Well, Sorry, I, think, I may be pushing your zincification knowledge beyond its boundaries yeah, here. It's not, not possible. I, I'm not much of a zincification master, but I, I think it would have zincified... Don't put yourself down. It would have zincified the ship. Yes. Okay, well. There you go. Plot hole solved. Good to know. Good to know. Um, we're not here to talk about zincifying. We're not just here to zincify things, are we? No. Uh, this podcast is about celebrating beer. Yep. Every week we choose... Zincifying beer. One or two beers from our tap boards or from our fridge. We drink them and then we talk about them a little bit. Um, this is a moment of drama, actually, because I don't think we've actually settled on an answer. What is the beer or what are the beers that we're going to be drinking this week? The beer that we're going to be drinking and celebrating this week is Cool and Calm from oh, Two Rabbits. Excellent. It's been a little while since we've had any of that beer, but mm. it's always top notch. Why don't we just dive into it? Okay, welcome back. So we have in front of us a few glasses of this Cool and Calm XBA from Two Rabbits. Before we talk about the style, which is interesting, why do we talk a little bit about the beer? Um, it's got a very striking aroma, doesn't it? What do you think of it, Dan? Let me start off with this before I get into it. I have recently discovered that I cannot remember if the word... Uh, spelled H-E-R-B. Do you pronounce the H or not? Is it herbal or herbal? I would say herbal. You would say herbal. But Tyler, Americans does say Americans herbs. say herb? herbal? Well, you say herbs as well. Okay. This has been confusing me for a while. It's one of the, the issues properly. with it's, it's herbal. living in a, in a foreign country and, and dealing with people. Zephranthes. Okay. It's a Zephranthes. Is a, is a herb? Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm accenting the age too much. I now. feel like you've you've caused this issue that we're now having with this podcast by feeding him these uh, these words. What are you talking about? He said he was going to bring the elevated Florida man vocabulary, and he's he's done exactly as he promised. Do you pronounce the H in the word herbal? No, herbal. I'm sorry, herbal. <laughs> okay, easy for you to say. But, for example, if I'm going to say the word Zephranthes. Mm, yeah, which you I'm often gonna, do. Yeah, which, you know, it's part of my daily vocab. Yeah. Zephranthes. Which, of course, refers to... The, the herbal essence of a, you know, flower or plant. Mm. Something like that. All right. Close yeah, enough. In the ballpark. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway, it has... Uh, it's quite a strong herbal or herbal, if you will, aroma. What or, do you say? You say herbal. Aroma. I would say herbal, yeah. Yeah. 
But we pronounce the H in incorrect. words like herbs and hospital as well. It's the classic incorrect English that we've, accust- we've been accustomed to, right? So it uses a couple of different kinds of hops. Um, Riwaka from New Zealand. Hallertau. Hallertau Blanc. Yeah, and Hallertau Blanc from, from Germany. So it has, I think, quite an interesting kind of a white grape mm. kind of uh, aroma to it as well, doesn't mm. it? Yeah. Uh, it's a very complex one, very mm. complex flavor as well. What kind of flavors are you picking up? Mr. Mr. Vocab over here. You know, as I said before, it's quite a zerfimpheus taste of sorts. Um, but if I'm being serious, man, it uh, it has a, a, a very floral taste. Um, it's it's uh, not so overpowering, but it does have like a kick to it, mm. right? Um, I'm not very good at explaining these types of things so i'm just gonna say it's good okay is it good.com mm. yes. yes yes it is the answer um that was a, a really vainglorious effort uh i i would i stole, would <laughs> you, stole, you stole my word you were just about to I say that i was gonna say vainglorious oh, and then matthew man. stole my word the uh the description on their website says that it has a kind of floral white grape um, flavor to it and also uh, a passion fruit sweetness and then a nice uh, grapefruit bitterness at the end as well and I think I get all of that out of it um, I'm really interested in the yeast that they used though which is a, a strain of mangrove jacks yeast from Australia, from Australia yeah. which uh, claims to have been blended with some different esters to not esters sorry enzymes to bring forward the kind of the fruity flavors mm. of um, this kind of pale ale right or New England IPA kind of thing uh, interesting that like uh, we have on tap right now the one night in Tokyo where that's a, a yeast which will sour the beer mm. automatically so now there are yeasts as well that will bring out more fruity flavors and yeah. aromas from beers what do you make of the beer Dan uh, yeah complex is is probably the the I mean, doesn't define it, but certainly encapsulate it. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of different flavors in there. Um, there's a lot of kind of uh, like herbal, floral, almost spicy, earthy tones in there. But as you said, there's a bit of like white grape. Uh, it's kind of fruity. It's it's a real mix of flavors. Um, and I, I like that. I, I like uh, we've talked a lot on this. Like it's nice to have beers that are just like you can sip them and drink them while you're talking with people and they don't they don't draw your attention away. But it's also nice to have beers that make you think about them. And I feel like this is a beer where as you drink it every sip, it's going to like draw your attention to it. You're not just going to drink it mindlessly. But I think you're going to sip it and go, oh, what was that I tasted in there? Yeah, I also feel that as it's warming up a bit in the glass. It's uh, revealing more of itself as well. The flavor is changing mm. a little bit. Uh, really interesting and complex one. That's, a, that's a, a really fun beer to drink a full pint of kind of slowly and sip it. Mm. Taste all the different flavors out of it. Um, the, the style XPA is an interesting one as well. You've done some research about this, haven't you? What is an XPA? I read about it a little bit. You know, we customers are going to come in and say, what is an XPA? And we need to, you know, it's like every good school teacher knows. You need to be one lesson ahead of your kids. Right. Um, <clears throat> so it's, it's not a clearly defined style. It's not a judged style in, in beer judging competitions. And actually, a lot of breweries use XPA in kind of different ways to mean whatever they want it to mean. So in some cases, it means experimental pale ale. 
but in a lot of places, it, cases, it means extra pale ale. And I think the idea uh, when you call it an extra pale ale is that it is, when you call it an extra pale ale is that it is lower alcohol like a pale ale. So this one is 5.5%, but it has uh, a ton of hop character like you would expect to see from an IPA. Uh, so whereas pale ales can be a little more subdued and easy drinking, a little bit milder on the palate, uh, an XPA would have that same level of alcohol around that five, five and a half percent mark, but really hits you hard with a lot of dry hopping and hop character. It certainly does that. And I wonder if it could also be called an experimental pale ale. Yeah. this interesting sure. yeast that they used. Mm. Any last thoughts, Tyler? Yeah. Like, I'm... Before we execute you. <laughs> Um, I, I don't have much knowledge. I'm not much of a, um, I guess a, a cognoscente about beer mm, or yeah. alcohol or wine. Right. I'm more of a, is it good? Yes or no kind of guy. Okay. And is it good? It is good. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, obviously we don't review the beers, but Tyler has taken it on himself to, uh, to, to pull down that particular duty. I mean, now that he's in first place, as uh, as most guests Joint first guests. place. Sure, yeah. Joint first place as most guesting as guests. He can kind of do what he wants. Yeah. <clears throat> Throw some weight around in here. Um, as you know, Tyler, from your many, many appearances on this podcast, um, once we try the beer, we also like to pair it with something. So I'm going to spin this wheel of pairings and choose from one of eight different options. But obviously, we can't have the two options that we had on the two most recent pods which uh dan were of course oh yeah do we want to do the two most recent because two ago we did two beers so okay. should we just do the most recent sure let's just do the, the last one was drinking companion all right so it's not going to be drinking companion let's roll the dice and find out what we'll be pairing this xpa with tv and movies wow what an incredible coincidence considered we kicked this off with a very long movie review um so you're sitting down to enjoy a nice glass of cool and calm xpa what would you like to be watching as hmm. you're doing that what is jeopardy do, do you guys know i haven't uh, seen it. i've never seen jeopardy though. shit uh, i think it's a yeah game seriously show. what is jeopardy i think it's a game show <clears throat> it's a state of being uh in danger or unease what is double jeopardy uh, more danger, right. or more unease. Almost two times as much. Yes. Right. No, seriously, is is Jeopardy a state of being in danger? I didn't know that. You know that? I I'm watched Jeopardy, Jeopardy my whole life, man. Do you think they just made up that word? I thought Jeopardy meant, do you know what this means? Mm. Well, we're all learning today. Um, is Jeopardy what you would like to be watching for 400? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, I would watch. I would watch Jeopardy and drink this because, like I said, this this beer draws your attention to it. And uh, Jeopardy is a great show. It's a great quiz show. Uh, it's fun to watch, but you can dip in and dip out of it. Mm. If you miss a couple questions, whatever, it doesn't matter. Much like you know? a cricket match. Yeah, you can kind of enjoy it at your leisure, which gives you time to fully appreciate this beer as you sip it. So I'm going to watch Jeopardy. Uh, and kind of half pay attention to Jeopardy and half pay attention to this beer. I think that's a good choice. I am, as I said, I have honestly never seen Jeopardy. I've seen Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL, but I enjoy reading about uh, hobby dramas, and I recently read a long blog post about the, the incredible drama that's been going on inside the Jeopardy world 
since I believe yeah. the sad Ken Jennings. Of, Ken uh, Jennings all the way, baby. Of uh, the previous host. So is that who you would like to be guesting Jeopardy? Uh, are you saying Ken Jennings instead of LeVar Burton? Uh, I haven't seen LeVar Burton host, but um, have you watched Ken Jennings host? I've never seen an episode of Jeopardy in my life. Okay. That's and, not true. Yes, it is. You've, you've seen Jeopardy. I have not. That's such bullshit. You have seen an episode. Everyone in the world has seen Jeopardy. Uh, I would ask you to remember that America is not the entire world. I have never seen an episode of Jeopardy. I'm familiar with what it is. I, for just through cultural osmosis, I think I've seen in movies people appearing. Maybe on uh, White Men Can Jump on Cheers. Big, uh, I think once didn't uh, one of them appear maybe. on Jeopardy. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of familiar with what it is. And as I said, I've seen Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL. Right. So you understand the format yes. and everything. Yeah, yeah. But I've never seen an episode of Jeopardy. Yet. But I think everyone so, in the world has seen Jeopardy. And well, if, if you clearly you were wrong about that. <laughs> well, if you haven't seen Jeopardy, I would say that's somewhat of a form of a Billy low phobia. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. A Billy goat phobia. A Billy goat phobia. A Billy phobia. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth there. A Billy... Ophobia is the fear of running out of things to read. Well, of course. So, of course. A bibliophobia. Clearly. Right, yes. Clearly, you. So, a bibliophobes are often watching television, obviously, because they're mm. so worried about running out of things Hang to on read. The books, yeah. yeah. I often good. suffer it from that sense, fear right? in the toilet. Yeah, obviously. Um, so, it's going to be Ken Jennings hosting this episode of Jeopardy, or would Tyler be in, uh, in the seat? Oh, God, no. Uh, no, Ken Jennings all the way. So the, the big controversy now is Ken Jennings or Mayim Bialik, is that it? And uh, it's like whatever her politics and anti-vax stance aside, uh, the show is just better with Ken Jennings hosting it. I don't watch it all the time, but every now and then I watch an episode through means mm-hmm. on the internet. Yeah. Uh, and Ken Jennings is like... A really great natural host. The game runs well. He's whip smart. Like he's witty. He's funny. he's an ex champion as well, isn't he? Like multiple times over champion. Yeah, he's like the champion of champions. There's no one better qualified than him to host it. And it seems like uh, the network is trying to force uh, what's her face blossom on everybody. Mm. Well, I think I could host a show too. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to host a show on Wednesday nights, right? Absolutely not. Uh, we are living proof of that. Um, so if you were to pair this uh, this beer with a TV show or a movie, Tyler, what would your choice be? Um, I'm going to take a moment to plug my own show slash website. Is it good? Dot com or which, is it Which good? I would just like to remind you, you do not have the rights to. <laughs> which is a completely different website. Yet. <laughs> but I will. Um... So, yes, I, w- I will eventually host a show or a website or a podcast, whatever it might be, called Is It Good? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then all you have to do as the, the listener is just agree or disagree. Mm. But probably agree. So it's a bit like watching the news. Then. In a sense, yeah. But I think I have a better, a better like, idea or grasp of reality than these news anchors do right okay well um why don't we try a, a quick fire round then a few rounds yeah of, sure is it good? Yeah, give, give me something um, yeah, and, and as i understand it there is no there are no shades of gray here right it's either going to be yes or no um the you have to say either yes or no to all of these questions is it good or not okay. good or bad okay dan you want to go first velveta 
It's a cheese, right? I'm afraid. You've already failed. You've already failed. That was that was pathetic. You didn't even get through one question. So um, tune in Wednesday nights to see Tyler's appalling TV show, Is It Good, where he fails to answer questions. Uh, I'm going to go in a completely different direction from both of these. Um, so we haven't actually heard Tyler's answer. It, no, yeah, it was, you never it was gave... the show, Is It Good? He said he was going to plug his own show. You never gave me a chance to answer. Okay, sorry. Tyler, what is the TV show or movie that you would like to watch whilst drinking this beer? So, I'm a person who laughs a lot. I enjoy having fun with my friends. Matthew is somewhat of a an agilast. Mm. For those of you who don't know, I often know, say that myself. Agilast. It's a it's a person who never laughs. Right. That, is, yeah. that, that describes the personality of Matthew. So, um, I think that this question was actually unfair to me, as a person who doesn't laugh or have a sense of humor. Is that the name of the TV show, or is this? This is the this is the adjective which describes you. Okay, was that so the question could, that I asked? So, <laughs> so could you, could you reword the question? What is the TV show or movie that you would like to watch whilst drinking this beer? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Great. As always, what a pleasure. Well, that was brilliant. Um, <laughs> as I was talking about uh, talking to both of you earlier about. Um, I recently discovered this um, very new and novel TV show that's on Disney Plus, and it's called Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You familiar with this? Yeah, it's a children's show, right? That's why it's on it's Disney Plus. Fantastic. Um, I was sort of. This is another one of these where I've sort of picked up a little bit through Imgur memes here and there, and I've seen little scenes from the show on YouTube uh, over the years, but I've never been able to watch a full episode of it, or I've never had access to mm. full episodes of it. It's great. So I'm working my way through it just, uh, in sequence from series one all the way through. And the other evening, um, this is a completely different beer, but I sat down and drank a can of morning ritual and watched yes. three episodes of always sunny. And it was a great time. Yeah. Uh, and I think it would be fun with whatever beer, but this is a very uh, playful and interesting and confounding beer, mm. um, very much like the TV show is. Right. So that's my choice. Excellent. Moving on. The other bit of news that we have to, to share with you is that at long last, um, our appointment for the tax office to come in and inspect our brewery has been made. Um, this is um, now that the construction is basically finished. This is the next step in the process to us hopefully getting our license. Um, and so they're going to be coming in here on the, the 14th of September mm. to uh, kick the tires, run a, a white glove over dusty surfaces mm. and whatever else it is they do in here. Uh, and after that, I've heard mixed things. It could be two weeks, could be four weeks, could be six weeks. Could be six months. Could before be days. They, it, it could be. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Uh, until we actually get our license. So, you know, it is still possible that we could be brewing by the end of September. That would be extremely exciting. But um, it's really out of our hands at the moment. Hopefully yeah. nothing will go wrong with the inspection and um, the tax office will be satisfied and the paperwork will be processed quickly. Tyler, I know that you're a man who's had every inch of yourself inspected. What advice do you have for us about the tax office coming in here and really getting up in our stuff? Hmm, that's a good question. I think if you go into it with an Augustopian mm. mindset... Well, I was planning to do that. 
you'll be fine. Okay. Just like, you know, if we look at, if we look at different types of approaches to, I don't know, daily life, right? Mm. There's the Augustopian approach. Obviously, yeah. Which is, of course, fetishizing a particular body part. Yeah. And then there's the regular approach, right? Right. It's like, you know, uh, to me, it, it just, it, it's more of a, a morality thing. Which approach do you want to take? I mean, I'm, I'm more of an Augustopian person. I, I'm very familiar with, with that fact, Tyler. I've seen the way you look at me behind the bar. Um, I was planning to go into it with a fairly stoic mindset. Mm. Uh, and just whatever happens is what is going to happen. Um, I've been reading by Marcus Aurelius. Have you never had someone come to your door and then and say, hey, do you know about the concept of Augustopia? You know, I haven't. But clearly I live in the wrong part of Tokyo if that kind of thing is not happening to me. I just haven't found your, you know, where you live yet. So. Right, yes, despite the fact that you have been to my house on several occasions. I was uh, drunk. <laughs> that's true. Well, what do you think, Dan? Uh, any thoughts before we have the tax office in here? You also taking a fetishization of Pagistopian. Yeah. Uh, no, man, it's just clean the hell out of everything. You know, dot the I's, cross the T's. Hope for the best. Cross the fingers. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, is that is that the Agostopian part of you crossing them fingers? Yeah, buddy. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Get across. Yeah. fingers. So look forward to that. Is there anything else coming up in the fridge, on the taps, that you think people should be excited about? Hot diggity. Let me tell you what. Uh, this Friday, we have Stone Woot Stout 2022 coming Whoa, in. Whoa, okay, that's a big one. That's a hot one. People like that. Ooh, also, uh, we have Sierra Nevada uh, Barrel-Aged Narwhal coming oh in. That's their Imperial Stout. Those are both Imperial Stouts. Can you tell us a bit more about the Woot Stout? Uh, the Woot Stout, so that's a different recipe they do every year, and they bring in like a kind of a revolving cast of characters to put the recipe together. So, like, last year was a uh, noted beer enthusiast and uh, sci-fi, um, what's the word, uh, love symbol, sex symbol, Will Wheaton, mm. uh, along with the brewer from Stone and some other people. Uh, so, I'm not sure who's involved in it this year, but it's kind of a, it's a bit of a rogues gallery every time. Beer people and, like, brewers and, and beer enthusiasts kind of get together to make the recipe for Woot Stout every year, so... Uh, that's kind of fun. And we've been saving a six pack of, of Woot Stout from last year in the fridge that we're going to bust out at an event at some point. So we'll try and stack some of those up to do a vertical tasting, even though it's not really vertical tasting because they're all different recipes, but it will still be fun to try them side by side. The Sakamichi Seller Club. That's right. Uh, and Narwhal is just a great beer. That's Sierra Nevada. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's barrel-aged Narwhal we're getting in, but uh, it's their Imperial Stout. They do a regular version. They do a BA version. And, uh, I mean, it's just a, it's a killer beer. And it's at a great price as well. So, Look forward to both of those. Tyler, what have you got coming on, coming up, that you uh, want people to know about? You mean in my life? Yeah. <clears throat> Man, a lot. I don't know where to start. Um, so tomorrow I'm going to go to the supermarket probably going to buy some broccoli mm-hmm. and I will certainly do some sort of uh, defenestration. You're going to throw somebody out the window? Likely. It's right. likely. So it's in the like, cards. Yeah. yeah. Defenestration has become kind of yeah. like a, a part of my, like my normalized life. So yeah, um, that will, that will 
BSing that I do. Yeah, I do enjoy the fact that English has a word for throwing somebody out of a window. Um, the defenestration of Prague hmm. is a, a famous historical event where a bunch of people in Prague well, that's where I got threw the word somebody from out Matthew. of a window. It's not like I got this from a smartphone that was put in front of me. I clearly knew. Obviously. I think if, if you yeah. want to threaten someone that you're going to throw them out the window, like in, in that moment, you don't have time to string together the words, I am going to throw you out the window. Forsooth, I do threaten thee with yeah. defenestration, no, my good yeah. sir. It's defenestration mm. time. It's kind of cool though to say like I, like instead of saying it's one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's hey, most famous. Can I can I cuss on this? Podcast? No, you absolutely cannot. Okay. Hey, bro, I'm gonna throw you out this window. You could say I'm going to defenestrate you. You could say that. You could say and then slap someone with like white glove or something like that. You could yeah. throw them out the window into Kunitachi, and then someone could redefenestrate them by throwing them back into your window. You could defenestrate oh, somebody. Yeah. I feel we may have drifted slightly from the point here, which is what was the question? to say thank you very much for listening, everybody. This has been another extraordinarily tightly scripted mm, episode of uh, Sakamichi Nights. We thank you for wasting the last 40 minutes of your <laughs> life with us. And we hope to see you again next time. If we didn't alienate all of our viewers tonight, <laughs> listeners tonight, uh, we'll um, talk to you next week. Can you look up some like elevated vocabulary that I might use? Just just words. Just words. Okay. All right.